There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Fly 008-069, ready for takeoff. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you locked into the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yaf and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. Cool. Yo. Waves. Yo. Literally. What? What are we doing? Are we doing this thing? Yeah. Hey. We're here still. We, we, we're here. We're no, ready. No, no, no. Don't bother. Don't bother. Don't bother. Ooh. I was going to turn him down a little bit. So, okay. so what? So, so he's saying. doesn't pick up. Who's, 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 got, who's got a rock today? Yo, can you see me, Kay? Yeah, I can see you loud. All right, bro. I can see you lot, man. Oh, this is a... Can you not see me? Yeah, yeah, Can you not see me? It comes back. What are we saying? What's, the, what's all of this? Join us. What's this? Oh, just, just, some, <laughs> some things that have. Oh, don't, don't, don't. This <laughs> oh, this is so sick. Oh, record? shit. Huh? Yes, bro. I've recorded. Should we record on Zoom? That's Why not? That's what I was saying. Huh? Oh, you oh, mean, no. oh, maybe I can't because of Yaf. Yaf, can you record, actually? Stephen, the phone's on. How about it's on his phone, though, isn't it? It's his phone, though, isn't it? All I know is we live and direct. We live and we direct. Time. Yeah, I'll bring Wait. my laptop. But well, Kieran, can you Hang record on. maybe? Say again? Can you record this call? Uh, no. This is epic. All right, cool. Next time. Um, And you lot are getting, you lot are picking up in Garage Band one more time, yeah? Yeah, it's cool. See, that's why it's not good to maximise, big man. Bro, you know you can press no, command tab in. Yeah, I could, in theory. <laughs> <laughs> Golden theory. Oh, my oh, days. Oh, God. Bro. Yo. This is probably a Diddy moment. Well, I mean, this is my life, bro. About a Diddy moment. Stephen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is the international sound at working post, bro. <laughs> Trademarks by Kieran Kenlock, fam. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> what are we saying, though? Medea, fam. Medea, Medea. Back in my old bedroom, my old stomping ground. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm feeling good, man. How are you, lot, man? How are you? Well, I feel oh bro, I just feel like I could t- I actually feel like I could touch Kwame right now, you know. You can't like, feel like beef, bro. We beef. So don't do that. <laughs> what? Don't slap me, bro. What are you talking about? No, I just like touch, touch your head hey. right now, bro. Okay. Kwams, how do you feel now that it's all set up? I feel good. Yeah. Still I'm so mentally. I'm so proud good, of you, look, bro. Good, Two reasons. Arsenal are winning and there's a lot of time left. There's not a lot of time in it. Really? No, we're straight, man. Yeah, 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 we're it's calm. Done. Bro, you know what? I'm such a ne- I don't want to get to football. Kieran, my good sir. How are well, you? Looking at your Zoom I'm screen rather than seeing your beautiful face. Karen, why are you know, copying brother. the drip? It's a little bit weird. I'm not copying the drip, fam. I woke up before you, Rupert. <laughs> lie, <laughs> lie. You know what's crazy? Every time I'm like, bro, Kira's actually up at this, like a whole hour earlier. Every time. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Your clock, your body clock's probably still used to Amsterdam. It's fucked. I'm waking up at 6.30, 7.30 and just getting up and just lying in bed like, bro, I don't have to be up right now. It's so dope, though, that we've, um, I could not have imagined this a year ago, innit? Like, nah. We wouldn't have been able to fathom not recording in the same room together. Yeah, without for real, Kieran. For real. Yeah, for without real. yeah. Number one together. Number two, especially without Kieran. Nah, so I think 100%. it's just dope that Zoom has enabled us to do this. Yeah, man. Kieran, you've kind of taught us how to do all of this, and now we're still maintaining the thing, man. I yes. feel like I feel just like to, um, co- this should be a, a, a ad for Zoom, bro, because 
this That's thing true. right here. Yeah, right. <laughs> we it's are so killing true, the game bro. right now, bro. Google. <laughs> so, but how many how many days are you back in London now? Uh, I got back on Tuesday. So what's that? Five, six days. Day four or five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood. Um. So the journey back, <laughs> the, <laughs> the journey back was mad. I've I've paid for like three tests of for COVID. I paid for a PCR test, and then I've paid for. No, and then I paid for two <laughs> two more, which are NHS tests, which are usually free. The government are moving mad. Wait, why did you have to pay for? It? Ugh, bro, that's I, I don't even want to get into this COVID fuckery, bro, because it's just a joke thing. I'm telling you, bro. As soon as I got to <laughs> yeah. the the way, as soon as I got into <laughs> literally a year on, that's the name of the podcast, <laughs> the episode as well. Trust me, bro. Trust oh me. <laughs> you okay? Oh. Have you thought of the remix of the intro? Oh, do you know what? I've just been, I've been so busy. Yet. I haven't thought about ah, it. Ah, here we go, bro. He's forgotten about Welcome that. Welcome to the Out of Home Podcast, a show brought to you by four Londoners capturing and sharing stories of inspiring people <laughs> while sharing our own. In the building, I have the Mandem. Yeah, yeah. Queen with the Flame, Stephen A, and Bucket Hat Yaf. <laughs> 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 Me, myself, and I, KK, live from live and direct from London on a Zoom call with my microphone, and the Mandem are looking beautiful yes sir me. well go on man what are you lot saying nah do you know what's funny bruv steven yeah <laughs> i can only <laughs> say you missed out on some absolute bullshit last week yeah. <laughs> Kieran, as you was doing an intro it triggered a memory in me um and i'll just share this moment with you steven and also the the listeners yeah 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 so yeah. we have a um so we've signed to a distributor right yeah mm. and um they put our podcast out on like different platforms and they push us to hopefully get more listeners. Yeah. So um, a million listeners a week soon come. Jeez. But we had to record a flipping... We had to record a trailer, yeah? How long? A 30-second yeah. trailer. 30 <laughs> trailer. Right? <laughs> Kwame and myself wrote three different versions of a script in order to at least give us some sort of direction, a framework to work with. Mm. Mm. You saw that, right? Yeah. So lo and behold, you know, it's the last episode uh, where Kieran's in, in Amsterdam, all sitting together, and we was like, oh shit, we need to record this, this ad. And we said, like, yeah, okay, we'll take five minutes. Bearing in mind, curfew's at 9 p.m. Yeah, no worries, we'll take five minutes. You know in SpongeBob when it's like five hours later? <laughs> bruv, a full 62 minutes later, we were still trying to record this ad. It was a joke Legit, thing, bruv. bruv. <laughs> it was a joke. Like when and people hear these 30 second ads, they're not they're not easy to do. And do, do you know what's well, like, we, we, Yeah, go on, you're gonna say it, innit? No, no, no. I, I, I think we're, we're, we're a bit different this time, but oh, it takes oh, us. Oh. An eight minutes to record eight minute episode, isn't it? because like a, a lot of people might think we we don't cut stuff from out of home. Like, no, nothing, nothing, nothing. nothing, nothing. Mm. Took us an hour to record a thirty second trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous because we're not because we're not, because we're not scripted, isn't it? And you have to remember, yeah, we spent what the best part of maybe two and a half hours drinking as well. So yeah, by the time you, we got bro, you were me, drunk, I was drunk. Your tongue was slipping <laughs> and sliding, bro. I was, bro. I was all like, I was like, I was like, welcome to the alcohol podcast. A sailboat team, blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> I was dying, bro. By, by the end, I was like, you lot, just hold this thing because I can't yeah, even do it. <laughs> no, no, but we, but, but we, but, but we brought it through. So shout out to the team and also Rawberry Raw. Shout out to Rawberry, man. We you really need to do that. It's starting to build equity, you know, because yeah. um, Abby the other day was like, yeah, you, I've got a question to ask you. Mm. I was like, okay. Like, I thought, I was like, do you want me to sit down? Is this serious? She's like, what's Rawberry? <laughs> <laughs> then I had to, I was like, 
Abby, sit down. <laughs> it's <laughs> the secret sauce, girl. <laughs> so, Mandem, the, 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 the robbery is beginning to, to build equity. I think we need to... Yeah. S- spring and, you know, the flavours... We need to make some moves now. here. Stephen, what are you saying? Yeah, if you're listening, what are you, what are you, you saying? You're saying uh, a merch thing. Yeah. Uh, um, just just say the words. Mer- a merch thing, it? Merch thing. Merch thing. We're on the merch thing, bro. Merch thing. Merch madness. Soon come. Bougie Brothers do rock robbery. You were speaking a month was like, Ciroc presents out of home podcast. They bought us out. Yeah, every time. Hey, you have. You know what happens when I'm feeling uninspired? Yes, Kwame. I drink Ciroc. Let's add here. This episode is sponsored by... But no, um, yeah, we're back in our building. Shout out to Ankita. Yeah, yeah. Being a real one. Kieran's in London, as you probably should know. I just got the spare keys today as well. Yeah. Jeez. Was that the spare? Yeah. Oh, that's why. Oh, that's we got the official. keys to the crib. Yeah, we got the keys to the crib, man. There you official go, tissue. man. There you go, man. Official like a ref of a whistle. I'm so, so happy. I'm so happy that you lot are in the house. We haven't had to move. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's, it's still familiar. Vibes. It's still It's still the same. You get me? Yeah. And like, we're here, we're having this conversation. We make time to have these conversations. So I'm just gassed. And to all you listeners who thought that, oh, what's going to happen without a home? We here, baby. We're still here, man. <laughs> we're still here. Everyone's like, well, Kieran, you're going to London. What's going to happen to the boys? Yeah, you're not going to be that, an out of home. I was like, are you mad? So invalid. Like, no, but you can understand why people would think that. No, though, of course. Because of course. Typically, like, you need to all be in the same location to do stuff, right? Not, yeah. If it wasn't for... Kieran, obviously, you got a dope understanding of sound and how it all works. Yeah. If it wasn't for you, mm. we'd probably be umming and ahhing how we continue this thing. Yeah, to be fair, say, mm. you know what I mean. A lot of people. So mm. I can see where the question comes from, but yeah, I lot, think it just go on, Stephen. I was gonna say a lot of pods stopped um, during COVID. Like, yeah, exactly. But it's true. But, no, but, no, no. It's big established pods. But yeah, you got to remember, so didn't make co- it to this moment. You got to remember though, like um, mm. COVID actually accelerated our podcast. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it, it wasn't even a thing where we were like, oh shit, what we're we gonna do? It's like, okay, how do we use this to kind of move forward and do something else? And obviously, off the back of that, you got in-house sessions, learn how to use Zoom, and then I was like, I, you know, me, I'm a stickler for for quality, and it was like, all right, how do we do this with our mics? And yeah, man. So we're here, man. This is where it is. We're here, you know man. I mean? We're here. Just, I mean, there's been a lot happening you. in the last week, so Mandem, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. ask you all what made you smile this week, Jeez. and I will direct the question to you first. My Zoom Zoom friend. <laughs> Welcome to the Zoom Zoom room. Um, what made me smile this week? Well, there's been a lot to, to smile about, man. Um, I, I got back home. Um, I was able to see my family. Um, so obviously just seeing my mum, seeing my dad, seeing my brothers, just getting re- really integrated back into home life. It's been a bit, we- been a bit weird, obviously, because I was... Um, been away for three years yeah. and then coming back to a home that is just has been functioning without me is a little bit like uh crap you have to reintegrate in it yeah yeah and there's been s- small things that have just been bugging me like i can't find where say for instance the <laughs> spatula is bruv or like i don't know where <laughs> i don't know where the juice is i'm like mom where do you where do you put the juice now <laughs> that happens a lot doesn't it <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and in my house there's bare people there's like well there's about 10 of us in the house Wow. wow, and um, so you're like, you put something down, you might be able, you might, you might not be there the next time you look <laughs> for it. But um, Omar came to look for me. Steph came nice. to look for me. Sick. Um, now came to look for me. Went for a walk the other day, even though Sick, I, bro. do you know what I mean? I shouldn't really be outside, but 
the UK government have got this all backward, I'm telling you, because I've really? paid for... Yeah, man, I paid for what? A PCR test to come back home, which says I'm uh, COVID negative. And then I had to pay for an extra two COVID tests to do whilst I was self-isolating. And those, the first one I did on the second day came back negative. But I'm like, why would you have to self-isolate if the COVID tests have come back negative? I'm like, this is nonsense, man. And it's I, within, I guess it's within 72 hours, isn't it? So like, let's say within those yeah. 72 hours, you did the test three days ago. Yeah. Says you're negative. They don't know what you've done in between. I'm, I'm just no. That's true. Thinking that's from true. Other perspective. But then, but then it's like, but it's like, do the COVID, do the COVID, the first COVID test, and then self isolate. Or you say, all right, you do, you do these three, and if you, if one of them comes up positive, then yeah. you, you self isolate in it. But I don't know. I think, I think it just shows that like they just don't know. No, nobody knows what's going on. So no. they just better be safe than sorry. And I prefer that approach because like. Um, Vondel Park the other day was looking, bruv, at, was looking at I WrestleMania. heard about this bro. <laughs> I heard about that bro. Rumble in man was in the cell man was man was in man was in man was on IG and I, I, I saw someone's um, story I was like what's that Where, what is this from a blast from the past someone's like no this was yesterday in Vondel I was like what the <gasps> fuck fam but, you're um, saying it was organised yeah, it was. But don't you remember? So someone, someone had merch. Bruv, bruv. Shut up, this is bruv. Mad, yeah? I swear down, Shut I swear up, down. Bruv. bruv, someone had a hoodie that said Vondel Rave or something like that. <laughs> no down, jokes. Bro. This was very, Steven very got well organised. <laughs> it was very well. But bro, like, it was mad because that, that happened. And then um, Kieran literally FaceTimed me the day after, innit? Mm. And I was taking a walk because it's a long day at work. Just wanted to clear my head. Yeah. Obviously, I usually walk through Vondel. Bruv, it was closed. Mm. The what? park was closed. All of it. Yes. Because there was a lot of trash, you know? Bruv, the, oh, no, but yeah. the park was closed True. because people just, they were just trying to send a message to people saying, nah, you can't... Well, <laughs> you yeah, fuck you with the wrong park. <laughs> Basically, no, no, bruv. That's, that's Basically. it. But um, other things, yeah. Oh, so Steph came through and um, he bought me like some cupcakes. Cupcakes, yeah. yeah, yeah man, so welcome back cupcakes. Some Ray Nephew cupcakes. Sweet, I'll see you. Um, his brother yeah, made them. Durant. I have to get the names. I'm going to shout her out next time we're on the, on the podcast. I forgot her Say name. Say no more. And then uh, bottle of, um, a bottle of... Cavossier to know just to say welcome back and that right. and it's just been yeah. nice you know what being back and just like seeing the like feeling the love for the for my families and friends in it because yeah everyone hasn't really seen me for that that long and like just to come back to know that like you know what nothing's changed really like I've obviously everyone's changed but nothing's changed the love's still there everyone just wants me to do mm-hmm. well man see Baz as well I see Omar um so it's just been it's been sick bro that's what's been making me smile recently obviously like. About to start the new job tomorrow. Um, Sick. Got, yeah, man. By the time this comes out, I'll be four days in. I got, like, my um, computer and my equipment sent to me, so it's feeling official and all of them things there. Come on. And, um, yeah, like, because I think when I came back, I was a little bit like, why am I here again? <laughs> it was like, yeah. what, what? For those first three days, I was like, what am I doing? And then yeah. that was kind of like, oh, no, this is this is why you're here, isn't it? I had a really good conversation with Niall, and he was just basically saying, like, bruv, remember why you're here, innit, bruv? Like, you got a purpose. You're on your time. Definitely. You're on your time. Keep working at your thing and just, like, keep your head down and keep grafting. So, yeah, man, it's just been nice, bruv, being back, feeling the love, um, seeing the family, seeing my friends, and um, being pre- getting prepared. And, I, oh, yeah, shit, I almost forgot, like, in the midst of all of this, I was um, invited to be part of this writer's room. Um, mm. So there was a man, uh, a guy, well, Andy Answer. Uh, he yep. 
He works for a company called Co- Sports. Co- has Screen. like he unofficially coined the term "unbelievable techers," didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, no, he so, coined so, it. so yeah. officially, so um, certified. He definitely did, man. And um, he he invited me to this writers' room. So there's a, a few a few writers that are like w- like well known writers. I, some of them have written for like Comedy Central. Some of them are written for like Jimmy Fallon and stuff. And um, it, we were just in a room yesterday talking about football. So I, I can't go into what we're doing, but it was yeah. um, it was really sick to just because be in a room with like really talented writers and just be like, oh shit, like I I fit in here in it. So that yeah, also yeah, made, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. made me smile too, bro. So yeah, it's been it's been That's an amazing, eventful man. eventful five days coming back home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and quick question, yeah, yeah. You know, like for me, when I uh, first left home the first time, yeah. I uh I came back and was relegated from my original room. Has <laughs> that happened to you? <laughs> no, do you know what's happened? So I when I first came back home, I was relegated. But then I was like okay. I was like to I was like to my mum, I was like, yo, if I'm gonna be at home for a little while, I think I'm gonna need my room back. So I had to speak to my little brother, the smallest one, Nathaniel. Big up Nathaniel. He's got it all patterned. And I said to him, My bro, I'm sorry, I know you've had this room and you've enjoyed this room for the last three years, but I need it back because... Man's back now. <laughs> I saw this meme the other day, um, earlier on today, yeah? I think I put it on my story just now, innit? And it basically, there's basically this guy um, saying, like, when your younger brother gets too comfortable in your room, he's like, all right, time to go now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big man. Big, big man, man you've, you've, enjoyed, you've enjoyed it. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, so, I'm going to ask Stephen, what made you smile this week, man? Um, <laughs> Only Stephen will reply with shit to what made you smile. It makes no, me laugh no. every time. Um, okay. Um, not in chronological <laughs> order, because that would be too difficult. Um, but we met up with um, Jenny and Jenny, Kawi B, uh, Ibi, yeah, and myself. Yeah, the TPs. And we went for a little walk. Um, Near, near Ibi's place, we don't kind of walk place. So before we uh, go deeper yeah. into that, can we talk about the outfit? Oh, um, <laughs> can I? This can outfit I will be dropped on out here. of home. Yeah, it will be dropped on out of home social channels. <laughs> can I just interject? Just uh, here, yeah. I please. was not ready. I, was I never spotted it. I was not re- like so many emotions came out. I was like, <laughs> I was. It was like, it, it was like admiration. It was. It was like. It was like, wow, it was amazement. And then it was just like, I want to ridicule him. And then it was like, this guy's drippy. <laughs> then it was just like, oh my days, so many things. Steven, you look wavy, bro. That picks hard, fam. I have to shout out uh, Jenny and Yaf for the creative director. Come they on. literally just saw, they saw the moment and just like, that's it. What, what happened in this picture? Could you explain it to the listeners? <laughs> yeah, so I was, um, was rocking a bit of, bit of yellow. A bit. A of yellow. bit. Yeah, fifty percent of your body was covered in yellow. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling the sun rays, and I wanted to admit that uh, sunshine joy. Looking like big so bird. I that. Ex- exactly. <laughs> sorry, and then I just had. A... <laughs> I just love that. No, I need to. Sorry, sorry, audience. I need to. I need to. I need to give you the description. <laughs> Stephen, a pamper, was wearing some white Jordans, mm. light grey, uh, light blue jeans. Sorry, denim jeans. And in case you haven't heard in previous episodes, Stephen is the proud owner <laughs> of a yellow Nocta puffer jacket. Golden fleece. All right. Which are very hard to get hold of. Very, very hard. So I would also rock it with pride. One might think to yourself, okay, 
Yellow Nocta jacket. That that's enough yellow. <laughs> it's enough yellow for a Friday afternoon. That, that's Nocta Drake and Nike, right? Yes, yeah. that's enough. But but not Stephen a pamper. <laughs> not Stephen a pamper. He was not satisfied with that. So underneath the yellow oh, no. Nocta jacket was a yellow and black daily paper hoodie. You know the Western Union yeah, remix. Yeah, yeah. Just to let just to let everyone know, like man stays yellow, fam. Yeah. Come on, guy. I was just trying to bring the mood. And the picture was on the backdrop of a yellow. Which is very rare, by the way. I've never seen a yellow Mercedes Benz before, yeah. and um, you looked very, very unique. You looked—it was just Stephen, in it. That's you in a picture, bruv. And we just kept seeing yellow, yellow jackets. Yeah, for the rest yeah. of the day. Yeah, it's just. Uh, so it so, so, Yeah, we just set. Yeah, we really right. did. Oh my days. So, but that made me smile because we linked up and then we went to yeah, some. Um, went to that was that Turkish place with the rap. That was lovely rap. <laughs> that was a lovely rap. <laughs> um, and then it was good to see them. It's good to chop it up. Um, because we hadn't been together for a while, so it's just good to catch True. up with everybody. True. And, um, yeah, just catch jokes uh, as we normally would. Um, also, is, is Anna's birthday this week? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was, yeah. We can confirm it was your girlfriend's birthday this week. Yeah, yeah. it was her birthday this week. <laughs> so we celebrated that. Uh, that went really well. So it's good. Yeah, she had her family on the Zoom. Amazing. And then obviously, like, um, instantly shots. And I was just like... <sighs> was the that... Was was her dad um, on it like Sonic again? Extremely. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> and you know, like, I began to get my, like, my taste back as well. So you know before where I could yeah, just yeah, yeah, I yeah. wasn't feeling it. This time I took it with the same gusto. But I, said gusto. Gusto. I, felt <laughs> I felt that shit. I think it's such a beautiful thing because um, where's Anna from? Slovakia. I think it's just so sick that combination of those two cultures can exist mm. do you know what i mean mm. like they just embrace you as their own and like you take on some of their traditions and vice versa like i think that's just wavy bro for us it's sick and then see how they do their birthdays as well it's a bit different to what we do as really well. yeah so it's, so they all have like um like proper wishes and wish to each other and then they sing even like that birthday song they sung in like three different languages like yeah, I was just there with my English. Happy so. <laughs> <laughs> <A> birthday. Slovakian <laughs> and Czech or? Yeah, Slovakian and Czech. And then there's some sort of like a hybrid language that uh, her dad her dad was rifting off. Oh, nice. And I was just like vibing to that. Shout out to Anna. Yeah, so that happened this week. And then obviously, Key, you left this week, right? Uh, well, yeah, well, so, Can someone get Stephen a calendar and a watch, bro? <laughs> Your girlfriend left this week and Kira left five days ago. Bro. So, it's, yeah, still this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's so funny, too. Asking. Well, no, just, That's just funny, too. Sure. <laughs> just making sure it's not to get well, rolled out for a VA. Well, 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 technically, it's Sunday and that okay. some people be- use Sunday as the beginning of the week, so that could it could There's be last VA week. Yeah, yeah, but try to... That, that's not what was in his mind when he asked that. Anyway, please, continue, Stephen. <laughs> but, yeah, no... Really, I feel like that. Giving Kieran the send off as well. That was, was amazing. It was nice. Yeah, um, that was amazing. To have that, have the final recording, I think, as well. And then just to, everybody was just so happy for you. Like, no, there was no like sadness. Still. And, yeah. And then uh, everybody was just really happy. So it's good to give you that send off. And then knowing that you landed um, calmly, that there's no issues as well. And then yeah. I actually seen the, you posted a video yeah. with your bro as well. Yeah, Nathaniel. Who, who has an uncanny likeness to you. It's just like... Rid- <laughs> the whole ridiculous. family, bro. The whole ridiculous. family. It's ridiculous. But like, that made me smile because it kind of just reminded me of like when I go back home and I link up with my brother as well. So yeah, I, was like, I was happy that you had that moment. So I think um, that's what came, made me smile this week. Nice, um, man. 
Over to, over to you, Jeff. Kwame. Thank you. Um, two things made me smile. Kieran, you leaving in a weird way. Like it was just like a um a beautiful a, a beautiful send off. Mir Van Kee on deck as usual. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm Jinep on deck as usual, and also Anna coming through. Yeah, yeah. And Mir and Anna made like great food and great like dessert. So I was just sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. <laughs> On, I, I was thinking about this as we was listening back in it, and we was bigging up the cheesecake yeah. because that was the thing that we was oh, eating at the time, yeah, innit? Oh, yeah, but we true. didn't actually really big up Mir on the food. True oh, talk, true talk. So I would true like talk. to use this moment to shout out Mir because shout that okra soup slap, slap that okra differently, was, bruv. On a real? Oh my gosh! For the first twenty minutes, I didn't say anything. I had my I had my plate there. <laughs> yeah, I true, was true, true. I was asking me for recipes that I know damn well I'm not going to make, but I felt that I just need to know the secret of how this was concocted. <laughs> like, uh, it it oh, permeated shit. all my taste buds. It was... Yeah. It was incredible. Shout out to <laughs> me. I get emotional thinking about it. Kwame eating good over there, bro. Really is eating good over there, bro. <laughs> and then, Are you and so skinny? I'm just... You ain't seen me naked, fam. <laughs> <What? laughs> <laughs> Not yet, anyway. I mean, we're friends, but we're about to be brothers now. Um, <laughs> it's true, though. Uh, no, um, thank what you. Response. Uh, and um, yeah, like, 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 like that. Stephen just said it's. It's not even been a moment of of, of sadness. It was a beautiful night. We recorded, and it really was the, the, the trailer, which was done for professional reasons. <laughs> I think, in the grand scheme of things, it was just like. Another re- another good excuse per se to just chill and bust joke mm. one last time in person. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, like this whole thing, like everything that we do, like you know, it's work. We have stuff to do, but always have fun. Yeah, man. always. I, I, think, I think that was the that's been the main General underlying thing I've been deep in recently. And it also made me smile this week is human interaction. I went in my office this week. There was a photo shoot. Oh, nice. Um, Wednesday, bro. Thursday, and there was um shout shout out to Tess who actually listen to the first episode because she heard about it and I, and I said to her listen to episode 68 she was like no no I'm 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 I'm, I'm start from the beginning and like many people Stephen shout out to you she was laughing a lot at your opening line about the mascot dog where you said Jeanette the best a man can get so, uh, <laughs> still, shot, so uh, thank you for that no and also just yeah so we so were so closely huh it's so layered that yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, um, and, and, and Lauren as well. Shout out to Lauren, who you know, Kieran. Um, yeah, yeah, people yeah. that I met with, I worked for like two or three months. And you get like a good vibe on shout Teams or Zoom, whatever. Then when you meet them, you're like... In person, yeah. 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 This makes sense. Yeah, but because until then, I don't I don't officially know them. I, I, I know you. of them. You understand? I don't know them now because one meeting. But it was nice that the vibes like kind of still manifested in real life. And um, I'm a... I'm gonna hand it over to my uh, to my pocket hat brother, even though I'm not wearing my pocket hat right now. Yeah, for you. Yes, yes, yes. Well, as the ambulance scrolls past on the on the busy street that we record in, um, the one thing that has made me smile this week that I only realized today was uh yesterday was my three year anniversary. Congratulations, as, as my brother. Thank you, bro. Thank you. So yeah, yesterday was the official three month checkpoint in which I, I three arrived year, right? three years yeah you said three months three years um in which I arrived sharp yeah, I, look at I these sharp sedgy brothers I, over I, here I, I really didn't clock you say three months because I knew it's three years and I wouldn't be so pedantic neither did I <laughs> but um it's, it's crazy because pedantic yesterday Patrick I didn't Perry, bro. Panic, boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay oh, something in the world <laughs> Okay. Uh, you, you, call it, you, you want to call it cheeky crazy tonight, bro? But continue, sorry. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, just, just obviously when you get to landmark like that, 
you just reflect mm. and you kind of think back to how you've changed over the over the time and bruv like I was just walking in Vondel and it, I clocked when I was in Vondel Park today taking a little uh, morning walk and you know them times yeah like it's, obviously it's a nice spring weather at the moment but you know when like the the weather is checking all of the boxes of a spring mm. morning like just the sun's right it's a crisp weather it's yeah, about 10 yeah, degrees yeah. it just felt nice and then it just came to it was like oh shit yesterday was my three years in, in Amsterdam and for those like obviously Kieran, you 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 didn't even do three years in it. Nah, so, no, I didn't get there. Yeah, to get to three years for me, it just felt like a quite a thing because for most people Are we are we, are we recording an episode of power, bruv? Like you were talking about you doing like like big <laughs> big bits. Like, like prison sentences over here. Yo, mocking it. No, look at this shit. Look at this Look at this Look at this So jarring, bro. You also let the nigga spot it as well. Apologies. Hey, those funny. Really like sometimes, you know. They're dumb, innit? I went just like what these dud guys, bro. Hey. Oh. No, 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 it's gone. No, that's funny, it's bro. Gone. But obviously, that's like funny. when you when you move out of home and you come to a different country, obviously Amsterdam for us, or Amsterdam City, but well, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Before you guys get on it again the other day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you never really know how long you're going to be out here, innit? Nah, you never know. And to hit three years, it just kind of made me think, oh, like, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be out here again, mm-hmm. but there's just so much that I've taken from this experience, innit? And yeah, man. I can pass those experiences and um, just like those little nuggets onto other people as well. And how many people do we know who have been like curious to move to a different part of the world or so experience many. something else just because of what we've done in it. So someone messaged me this week actually and I had a call I had a call with them as well. Yeah. They listened to the episode and um Which one? um the first one. Oh yes. And then always gets yeah. traction. And then uh yeah just they just booked some time and we just spoke about kind of the moves and I think he's actually applied for like a role over here as well. Wow oh, amazing man. Yeah, might be joining him. Who's the person? Let's shout them out. Yeah, I'll get back to you on that. Oh, my <laughs> but no, that's what that's what made me smile this week, man. And um, yeah, like obviously, K, just seeing you off. Uh, it's David. It's David. Shouts out to David. Shout out, David. It's hopefully gonna move. Yeah, just seeing you off, bro. Like again, we we covered everything in the last episode, but um, yeah, I just think your growth and like knowing that you landed back safe and you're now onto a new challenge and you're gonna continue to you know, fulfill your purpose. It's just a huge moment. And then we FaceTimed, I think like two days or a yeah, day yeah, after yeah. you was there. And that was just nice to, to chop up with you again. Yeah, so man. lots to smile about. Highly blessed, Come highly favoured. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. We're going to talk about some of the books we've been reading yes. recently, right? Right. But before that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Actually, Ooh, yeah, go for that. We had some we had some good questions coming in from kind of people that were asking. We asked them what should we talk about? Mm. And I think that this one's kind of um linked actually. So we got a good question from Forte Flavor. Big up Forte. On the IG. Big up Forte. My, my boy Forte. Yes. I know. Big up every time. Oh, and it's, homie. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, how to get inspired in an uninspiring time? Mm. And why I say that is because it's kind of linked. But like, um, I think that's a good question to start off with. Is just, how do you get inspired in this uninspiring time? And I'll let you ponder it. Obviously, I've been thinking about it all week. Mm. So I can... Okay. Do you want to start off? I can... Yeah, yeah, I can kick it off. Strategic Steven. Yeah, bro. exactly. Take the mic first. <laughs> but for, for me, it's just like, as your one world shuts down, you can just engross yourself in another world. I think like the internet is a bad and also a wonderful thing at the same time. True. And I think I've just been using the time to uh, connect, watch stuff on YouTube, learn learn more things, read up a lot on like... Um, uh, Twitter. Here are some of my friends who are doing like creative things as well. Make some times to speak with them. I think every Friday I try and speak to at least one uh, different person like that, that I admire what they're I like doing that you do that, yeah. and just get into their story, what they were doing. So I spoke to, um, shout out Cedric. I spoke to him. He's in France um, and he, he he's, a, he's a stylist. Nice. So he's been, he's been um, during this time, he's really like kind of developed his own like unique style blending African culture with some of the creative things he's been doing. So I just booked some time with him and like, um, and he, and English is a second language for him. So like, even despite that, he was able to connect with me and just kind of hearing his story and his journey. She started playing football that didn't work out, led, led to him to fashion. But like, I think like just connecting with people in your network that you see like maybe on IG, just drop them a message and just try and connect to them in like real life. I think that's kind of like, how I stay inspired and just mm. kind of changing platforms. Yeah. Who you handing their mic over to? Oh, I'll go, uh, well, pass it over to London. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so sick that we can say that. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran Kenlock here, the London correspondent of Out of Home. Um, <laughs> Trust. <laughs> um, how do I stay inspired in uninspiring times? I mean, I think for me, it's it's, it's interesting because... Last year, I would say, was probably one of my most productive years uh, in my life. Mm. And I think that came from a want to do stuff and put things out there, but also um, trying to just ignore the bullshit that's going on. Do you know what I mean? And try and focus in on what it is that you actually want to do and what you actually want to achieve. Because inspiration, as you, as you as you all know, inspiration comes from many places. It can come from... It can come from uh, a, a toy or it can come from mm. some sort of alarm clock. This is an alarm clock which is shaped like a Lego brick. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's funny because I think what, for, for me, it's just keeping your eyes open, isn't it? Trying to stay, yeah. trying to stay aware to what's happening around you. Um, the smallest mm. thing can trigger this, the, the, the biggest idea in your mind and you have to be sharp Facts. enough to kind of be aware that it's there and and figure out what you want to do with it. So I think for me, it's just staying open, staying um, willing to receive information from different places. And um, yeah, trying to cut out, just just avoid 
things that don't inspire inspire you or things that take energy from you. I think yeah. you always want to be around things and people that can give you energy. And if you can't do that, especially with a time like this, then something like Stephen says, like reach out to people that who inspire you if you can. Speak to um your family maybe. Talk talking to like older people, man. Like I, I spoke to mm. my auntie yesterday and um like I haven't seen as as you guys know, I haven't seen her for ages, but I was just talking to her about her past and what she did and where she came from. And it was like, wow, like, you know, you view your oldest as like old people, but they also had a life way before you were born. So mm, it's like, what were you doing? Course. What was this like? So I think it's just asking questions, staying open and being willing to kind of spot those things that are happening to you. So um, I'm going to pass it over to my guy, Yaffi. Come on, back in Amsterdam. <laughs> back, in, back in Amsterdam. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> Bruv, do you know what? I f- oh, man. It's a good question, you know, because everyone, everyone's different. But Kieran, I think you touched on something quite important. You said that um, speaking to family or speaking to, like, an, the older generation is important. Yeah. Um, for me, I always feel like family bring you back to your core, innit? Like, yeah. whenever I go back to London or whenever I talk to my dad or to my mum, or to my family back home. I just feel like it always, you're always kind of reminded of who you are yeah. as a person. And um, maybe everyone, everyone doesn't have like a great relationship with their family, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I feel like uh, family and like just cl- people that you grew up with, mm. I feel like if you, can be, if you can be brought back to your core and who you are as a person, that's very important because it keeps you grounded, it keeps you level-headed, it keeps you humble. 100%. And I think from that, um, it gives you the ability to do what you said, Kieran, just like have your your eyes and ears open. Yeah. I think sometimes you can be guilty of getting trapped in your own world that you've created. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But when you get back to reality, like you realize the small things, like I'll go back to London now and I'll like be really interested in interaction between my dad <laughs> and the market person yeah, at the market yeah. in Brixton. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And then you just notice certain cultural nuances and you you look, you you learn and you see things about Oh, that's why I'm like that. Like, I remember actually, yeah? Yeah. And I know I'm going off on the topic. I'll come back. Um, Kieran came through to the crib not oh, too yeah. long ago during Christmas break. Yeah. And um, my dad was telling Kieran a story about how he moved to London, innit? Yeah. How he immigrated to London from Trinidad. But while he was telling the story, my dad was all over the place. Like, <laughs> kept changing subject, but then coming back. And then I just, I was sitting there and I was like, oh, that's why I do that. Like, I get it from my dad. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah, you yeah. don't know, bruv. Mm. I, can, I can be telling you one thing and then just go off, off topic. You literally just did it now. <laughs> exactly. But I get it from, I get it from my pops. I get it from my daddy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so um, I think family and close friends is a, is a huge one. Um, but then also just like doing and trying new things. Yeah. Um, I think if you can read books about stuff that, you wouldn't necessarily want to learn about. Mm. Um, watch documentaries. This, I think that's probably the easiest form, like documentaries mm. on Vice or uh, Vox or whatever. Like, I feel like you can always learn cool new things about cultures that you never be associated with. For sure. Um, so it's just, yeah, man, just increasing your knowledge base um, and trying to get joy from the small things because I feel like that's, that's the big thing right now, isn't it? Mm. At the moment when we're mm. all like locked up, these guys are going to make a joke about power again um, <laughs> when we're on lockdown. <laughs> it's very easy. And I'm sure everyone here <laughs> has good and bad days. I'm sure we have uninspiring oh, days. Of course, man. Of course. Um, of course. Everyone. And I think sometimes you need to like to, to break that. It's like 
yeah, just doing something that takes you out of your normal routine to bring you back to who you are as a person, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's a little bit from me, and then I'll, I'll hand over to Killer Quams. Um, yeah, for me, it's... Shout out to the question, how do you stay uninspired? How do you stay inspired in uninspiring times? That would be a different quick answer. Um, I just think you have to... Um, what's the word? Just... Not, not, I, I was going to say like chase greatness, but that's so like objective and it can be so just basically just uh just 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 have a purpose and always like, stick to the purpose. Mm. So I think sometimes people are like oh yeah, make sure that you learn another language, that you invest in cryptocurrency. <laughs> it's like, no, you just, just, yeah, yeah. just have one. Mm, what, yeah. Like you just have if, even if it's like learning, even if it's Facts. even if it's watching a Netflix show. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, like yeah. just have a purpose because that can bring new ideas. Yeah. Um, I think for me, being um this week's been quite interesting because it's like. We started the Diversity Collective in June. Oh, yeah. We had two workshops this week. The first that I wasn't a part of. And I was like, oh, I really want to know what these classes are like. They went really yeah. well, I should say. Yeah. They went really well. So if anyone doesn't know, TDC is something that me and my colleagues started um, at work. And basically, it's just a network or community platform, if you will, to just educate uh, to mainly targeting like BIPOC youth yeah. about the creative and corporate roles that are in Amsterdam and also just the world. Yo, have we ever dived into TDC on no, the spot? No. I think we should, yeah, bro. We should, I think man. it's a we good should, time. We should, we should. We should? Yeah, man. Yeah, because you're the uncle that always goes, uh, Kieran, can you tell yeah, us? Man. Tell, yeah, man. Talk to us about TDC, your... TDC. Yeah, man. Tell um, us, bro. Please. Yeah, so it just was born out of frustration. Um, shout out to Rob. Um, big out of homie, big long-term fan of the pod. And he he was he asked me one day, do I want to send an email to management about George Floyd and what's going on in, yeah. in, in headquarters of the brand or mm. one of them? Uh and then I was like, people send the emails, oh, yes, but we are like this. This is not happening in our team. I was like, it's not enough. It's just emails, just text. You're like, we're just using Times New Roman for no reason. Like, mm. what's, what's happening? We're like, what's the mm. end goal? Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm. Then I was like, oh, all right, we have, we, we, have the, we have all this knowledge. Overnight, HR are not going to have these black and brown applicants yeah. that know about stuff, right? It's mm. not going to happen. So why don't we try and teach them? Mm-hmm. Then just... Started coming about, people were coming together. I had people in mind that I thought would be involved in this. Then, yeah, just basically just just like to start a thing. It's like core team unit. And the aim was to just teach and just share our experiences mm. of working in the creative industry and just letting people know that, okay, you know, if you see the term copywriting, right? If you say it to a youngster, they have no idea. People my own, my own age have no idea what it is. Yeah. So then you just like you just like you just reduce it and make it understandable. Mm-hmm. So I was in the class and I was like, you you deal with copy every day, no matter whether you like it or not. A lot of you, you know, sometimes you have like the, the banging angles or the banging filters on Snapchat or IG. You want the caption. That's your copy. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So like you could like if you if you hear about a role, don't think that it's above you. Also, yeah. I think when they think of big brands, they think of Pogba, um, Beyonce. Uh, Messi, why am I only mentioning people that don't know what for Under Armour? <laughs> Shout out to, um, what do you call it? Uh, do you call it? Steph Curry and um, Jordan Speed forever. But no, <laughs> but like, no, like, um, in our behind, these people, or in Tesco, these people work. Like, mm-hmm. these people work for these brands doing big things. Yeah. You can be like them. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like, Facts. it's a job. Like, we are we are not athletes or astronauts. Like, if you if you learn the tools, mm. you can become like us. Not become, but, you know, because I think people think sometimes when they think of jobs, they think of brown shoes yeah. and shirts and being yeah. stiff. Like, yeah. they're not allowed to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Big man, big person, big woman. You can walk into an office and speak about the new Beyonce drop or the new Travis Scott album and still be banging out um, spreadsheets and emails. Yeah, of course. You understand? Definitely. Of course. Definitely. So I, I, we just wanted to... Sorry, go on. For the context... Um, 
PDC, what does that stand Sorry, for? Sorry, Diversity Collective. Thank Sorry. you, good sir. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, so... Context Conley. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, so we started rocking and rolling. We had our first... Uh, thank you, yeah, for this question. First workshop in September. That was amazing in person. Five, um, five uh, participants of Surinamese and Dominican descent, 16 to 19. Second workshop happened in December. Uh, people with roots from Turkey, Somalia, Nigeria... And I forgot the other one, but it was a, that was a bigger class, like nine people. Wow! And I was involved in both of them, like as a copywriter. Oh, yeah, that's what I am. Mm. And then um, first time on episode sixty nine. Love that. Yeah. And then um, yeah, so this week we had our first workshop that was specific to a trade because the other were intro to marketing, and I wasn't involved. It was almost like a manager on the touchline that wants to play, like and has his boots on. Yeah, has to chill. Because I want to see how it just permeates, isn't it? And um, yeah, it went really well. And yeah, we're just rocking and rolling. We have two more in March. And then it's not only workshops. Also, we're going to have like speaker series where people just speak about their environment. It's, oh. not, it's not really about their role. It's about their come up. Everyone has a story, every single person. And um, it's just about inspiring the youth and just letting them know, no, like, trust me. Like, if, if you want to do something, you it's can possible, do it. isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. Thank you for that. And also, I should, for context, if you want to follow and if you are interested in chasing creative roles, come on. And you're, especially if you're BIPOC or no BIPOC people, diversitycollective.ams is the IG handle. So, wavy, man. That's the, what was he going to say, Kay? I was going to say, what I love about um, the Diversity Collective is that um, it goes back to our original conversation that um, Kwame and I had way back in 2000 and maybe, when was it, Kwame? 2019. And it was yeah, like early, early 2019 when he was telling me that. He wanted to do something that gave back to communities and have speaker series and workshops. And to see that kind of grow after like doing what we do and then bringing that to the forefront to where he works and just like seeing how many of these young kids that he's been speaking to. But to me, it's just, it's so amazing to see, do you know what I mean? Because it was, it was just the thought in, in Kwame's head. And I, what I'm starting to yeah. realise is that like ideas are born out of just just having the thought and you put work mm -hmm. behind that idea and it grows, it grows, it grows. So my advice as well to anybody is that if you have an idea and you think that it would work, just work at it. Yeah. But that's the most important thing, Kay, because a lot of the time ideas just stay ideas, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's hard to bring them to life. And I think... I don't know, like, maybe if he wasn't as, frust as frustrated, that idea might ha not have come to life, innit? Maybe. And I just feel like it's one thing to have the idea, but the, the second step to that is, like, thinking about how to bring it to life, innit? Yeah. I yeah. think that's what, maybe even, like, we struggle with a lot as well, man. Sometimes. I think it's, it's a big, maybe something we need to talk about. Yeah, we should, I was going to say, we should, do a, we should do a topic on that one. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big one mm. yeah mm. but one thing I also just want to shout you out one more last time Quams because you do it to everyone else <laughs> is um, am I right in saying that that um, the diversity collective is now like in other countries as well like that idea and concept has been scaled yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. can you yeah. just wow, touch on that yeah so basically like I just said um, it's to people even in our settings understand this is basically a toolkit yeah. so we're trialling trialling it in Amsterdam and then when after we do our little run, which is now coming to an end in terms of the first six months per se, then we can use our learnings. You can launch in your market. I can't tell you how what to do in Big Bad Prague or what have yeah. you. Understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. let you know the the insights we have from what where we started, but with your base or consumers or what have you, then you I, do your thing. I can't tell you. What, you know, I'm not, I'm not I'm not there. I'm physically not there. Yeah. So that's basically what's it about. And then um, 
I was talking to Kieran about it. A shout out to Mariana. Um, not Mariana that we know, but still a very good Mariana. Um, and I was like, you know what this is? This is life as well. But Diverse Collective is just a big skate park, right? Mm. And there are many, many ramps. All you have to do is just choose the one you you you, you wanna you wanna go down, and just make sure when you let when you land your trick, you execute it. Mm. You're gonna fall down. Mm. If you get back up and keep trying, mm. that ollie will turn into like a seven twenty hand yeah. grab. You understand? That's that's I definitely played Tony Bro, back in the day. To carry on this uh, skateboarding analogy, I was speaking to someone yesterday that actually skateboards a lot, and I was like, "What's the advice that you can give me to um to to learn how to skate?" Because I there's been many skateboards in my house, and many mm. a times I failed to keep up on that board, didn't it? And it's difficult, bruv. Man. So the um, and you're a big you, bro. No, no, I mean, what you call it? okay. Thanks, thanks, Kevin. Thanks, thanks, like thanks, Steven, thanks, bro. Um, no, so what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because he's not skinny. I wouldn't tell him to be a waiter or anything. Sorry, sorry. but um, stocky, strong, <laughs> but the <laughs> thanks, bro. But the um, the advice that I get got from him was like, you just gotta eat shit until you don't eat shit anymore. I was like, raw. It's like life. <laughs> <laughs> it was so mad. It was so mad. So um, just to carry on that analogy from you, Kwame, it's interesting to kind of think of like learning and just, you know, taking a tumble and just learning from it. You get me? So it's yeah. really good, man. Taking a tumble. Is that but you was, you was talking about staying inspired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, yeah that, that, I mean, that's just it. Just have, just have a goal. I never knew what this would grow to be, but it was like, let me just try and band it together and have one workshop. One workshop turned into four. But... That, that one workshop is never happening. Those people aren't learning if I don't have that idea mm. or that purpose or that goal. And I think it's just, just have a, like I said, it doesn't have to be something as high in the sky as climbing Mount Everest. It can be, <laughs> you know what? I never watched Breaking Bad before. Yeah. But if, you look, if you watch Breaking Bad, then you might learn more stuff about like New, New Mexico. I or think like, it's overrated. Sorry, this might be controversial. Geez, I think Breaking, Breaking Bad that? is, yeah, I think it is, bruv. I think it's overrated that? still. I've watched that? it. See? Steve, um, Kieran, you're the one person that can bring this pod to have any I um, don't think it's overrated I love Breaking Bad did, yeah Breaking Bad is it's amazing. great I've, I've, it, it lost it lost its way uh, season I think four when they did when, when the right when you. the writers they let the writers left but then they came back they brought it back did you, did you finish it all yes I can respect that though because a lot of people finished, don't, don't watch stuff for two episodes and like, yeah, 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 yeah. what is but I respect it. I respect yeah. your opinion it's not the greatest show ever The Wire the, the, the Wire is the The Wire is the greatest show ever I would have to when I watched that, We're I can talk about season two. Go on. When That's so integral, that, bro. Yeah. You need it. Yes. It's like Vondel Park, fam. Slow. Integral part Come of Johnny. Come on, fam. I started slow. I, I, need, I need to hop on. I need to hop, hop back on. But yeah. Um, speaking about wires. Where are you going with this? <laughs> Wire frames. Uh, where, where are you going, Kwame? Speaking of wires. You think you can dig me out of this hole? Yeah, I can. Yeah, we're just going to quickly turn the page onto another topic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all week. Nigeria. <laughs> um, World, World Book Day is coming up. At no, some... This is when you, if you heard this on the first day, it's officially World Book Day. Oh, is it today? If you listen to this on the first day. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> can we, can <laughs> we talk about this, please, yeah. quickly? Because so World Book Day is in the UK on, on yeah. March, and on March 5th, right? Or whenever mm-hmm. it is, on March fifth, sorry, and the rest of the world is April twenty third, and I was like, oh, wow. I was like, wait, why? How is how is the UK allowed to call Brexit. it? Just blame World Brexit. Book blame Day Brexit, on man. in the UK, 
<laughs> when the rest of the world celebrates it on April 23rd. But I think it's to do with Easter anyway. But, but, but sorry, Stephen, you had the floor. Yeah, no, no, I was just going to say, yeah, it is World Book Day. Um, and nice segue from kind of seeking inspiration. I yeah. think you touched on it. And yeah, something we, d- we wanted to do more, but we haven't got the chance to just ask each other, like, what books have you been reading? Yeah, trust. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, what, what interests you? What books would you recommend? Um, what have you read? So go around the room. Mm. Um, I just love I just love switching it to London. I can't lie. It's like, <laughs> just gonna go to a power move, isn't it? Our home base in London. Okay, uh, what are you what are you guys reading over there? <laughs> 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 Too good. You know what's Too funny? good, bro. Steven doesn't normally laugh at his own jokes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually a Too time. good, too good. Time. But okay, before you do yeah. that, yeah, talk about as well, like how you find, you personally find the time to read. And yeah, how okay. You try to prioritise um, it. So in actual fact, remember at the beginning of uh, the year, I said to myself that I wanted to read a little bit more books. A little, a little yeah, read some more books. Right? Yeah. And um, so I started to collect a bunch of like new titles that were, interesting to me and some that I've had that I haven't read already um and so I said to myself all right cool I'm gonna kind of take a step back from social media for a little bit not be on there too much and dedicate more time into reading so um what I tend to do is get up earlier so I'll probably get up around like 6 30 7 30 or something and try and read like an hour maybe an hour and a half or something like that um because if I don't, I know if I read in the evenings, I'll probably fall asleep. <laughs> it's so funny, yeah. It's so funny. Like I'll try, I'll try and start. I'll try and read something like ten and get two two pages in, and that's it. So I like to read. Um, I like to read in the mornings. When I when I've been off for the last uh, month, I've been obviously reading through the through the days, and I've kind of devoured a few a few books, as I've said on the podcast already, which I'll talk about one of them. But um, my favorite books to actually read, especially when I was growing up, were more dystopian future books. So I I, I loved mm, I loved. Um, that's funny you said that. Huh? Yeah, I love like 1984 by George Orwell. I love um, A Brave New World by um, Adolf Huxley. Huxley, yeah, Huxley. Um, the Road. I can't remember who the author of that book is but that's about like a dystopian future and it's so funny like those books that i read actually remind me of times that are happening right now and it's kind of kind of kind of strange um but yeah i like things that make you think uh that transport you to another world but i also like to read um factual books the way i actually read books is weird so i i kind of treat books like tv shows in it because um i i kind of treat books like tv shows so I can read maybe two or three books at a time. I'll get bored of one and then I'll pick up another one and then I'll get bored of that and I'll read another one. So, and then I'll just, I'll remember where I am in each one of those stories and just continue to read it. So I'll probably got three on the go at the minute. The problem is right now is that my books are in transit. So I only had a couple mm. with me when I came back to the, to, to London. Um, so I'm currently reading Akala's Native. So I'm like, that's a great yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. A I'm, I'm kind of like two cha- two chapters in and that, three chapters in and that, um, which is um, his his view on race and uh, the origins of race in the UK uh, from his perspective as a mixed race man and how the system has kind of been structured to um, put 
put black people and people of color and ethnic minorities in a mm. in a in a negative um, position in terms of trying to get ahead in life. So I, yeah. I really recommend that book. Uh, and it's interesting because his like his position and his perspective on things is so unique, yeah. especially because of what he's experienced as a mixed race person. He's kind of like in between the lines, should yeah, I say? Yeah, man. As a put as it as it pertains to how people treat yeah, him. Yeah. So I felt like his perspective was very unique, but also very poignant as yeah. well. Like I haven't got into it that deeply yet, but to see, I, I'm kind of like where he's gone to school. So he went to, um, he, he went he went to this school where he was pretty much like the only person of color there and was mistreated by his teacher. And uh, I think his mum put him into some whole, like a Saturday school or something to learn a little bit more about um, his culture. So I'm, I'm getting through that. Um, a book that um, I'm also reading um, and I, 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 I've started reading this and it's been uh, a while since I picked it back up, but it's called um, In Our in Our Mad and Furious City, which is written by a guy called Guy Gonafrey. I hope I spent, I hope I said his, his last name properly, but he's an Asian guy from London. And okay. um, he basically talks about a time when, do you remember when the army guy, the guy from the army was killed by a black guy, was beheaded in like... Um, he was beheaded in southeast somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In, in Woolwich. Woolwich, yeah. So it's basically the fallout from that incident through, told through the eyes of four different characters who live around in and around this estate. They kind of know each other, kind of don't know each other. And it's um, the reason why I read yeah. it, the reason why I'm reading it is because uh, someone read one of my pieces and they uh, said that this guy kind of writes like me. So I'm just, I've just been, okay. I'm just trying to write, I'm just trying to read it to see like what I can pick up from it um, and see, and just obviously enjoy the story as well. But the one story, the one book that I wanted to talk about just at a little bit more length or just the one that I'd say to recommend the one that I'm reading about. I know which one he's going to uh, say. Ah, boy. But this book I think is, uh, it's, it's my, it's like, it's, it's, it's ch- it changed my whole perspective. It's called The Course of Love and I've talk, spoken wow. about it on, um, I've, ch- I've spoken about it a lot on this pod already, but I haven't gone into much detail about it. It's by a, a, a man called Alan de Botton, who um, wavy right. Oh my gosh! This this he's have he's he's got so many. T- he's got a lot of different novels, but this one was um, recommended to me by Anna. Um, recommended to me by Freddie too, who read it a while ago. Fre- wow. Freddie gives it to like. Freddie gives it to like all of his friends. He's like, you guys should read this. And since reading it, I'm like, everybody wow. needs to read this book because um, what it what it what um, Alan de Botton does, he basically tracks the relationship of these two characters, Rabbi and Kirsten, who are in effect two completely different characters. Man, they come from different backgrounds. Mm. Uh, I think Ra- um, Rabbi Rabbi's from uh, like like far the Middle East, Beirut, yeah, Beirut Middle East. Um, Kirsten's from uh, Scotland. They have two kids. Mm. They fall in love, and it it just talks to you about the different parts of a relationship that you go through when you are in one. So people mm. tend to fall in love out of romanticism, but then they forget that, as we said in a couple of um, episodes ago, this is where I got it from. Love's a doing word, isn't it? It's an emotion, but it's mm. also an action, and it talks you through. Um, different things that might happen in a, in a relationship from like infatuations to like having children to uh, affairs to like holding on to things from the past. And um, what he does in an amazing way is manages to tell a fictional story 
but give you a, a factual um yeah like perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. on that what's what happening. i think was wavy yeah. K, yeah is that he he basically uses um ravi and kirsten as muses yeah. to deliver his message on yeah, love yeah 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 and i thought that was so dope. so so good i don't want to spoil it but i would recommend it to anyone that's considering being in a relationship anyone that's been in a relationship anyone that knows anyone in a relationship just, or, like, and that's not even just like a love in a relationship that's something with like uh, a friendship your family just to understand a little bit more about where people come from because what it does it gives you a perspective that you potentially wouldn't understand from anywhere so yeah that that's that's, that's my me. book for for our world book day thing. do you have um do you have a favorite bar from that from that favorite book? bar man and the reason i ask you is because kieran gave me this book to read as yeah. well yeah and there's a scene where ravi and kirsten they're they've like had drinks and they're on a rooftop bar and they've gone outside to look. Yeah. And he says something like, um, Ravi and Kirsten step outside. It's a perfect summer's yeah. evening. The universe has come down to greet them yeah. both. And I just thought, that bad is boy, such a wavy boy, line. The way he just paints the picture is sick, I'd, fam. Kwame, you'd love it. As a writer, you'd fucking love so it. So the way the way I've taken books, I don't necessarily remember lines like that unless they really like like pull out pull at me. But I remember like moments and things that kind of feel right to me in it. Okay. So um, there's a there's a scene or like a, a moment in the book where Ravi goes away to um, work, and um, Kirsten is back home, and he's like super gassed to tell her about his her day, and she picks up the phone and she's like despondent, and he's just like yeah he's kind of like wow like what's going on I'm trying to obviously connect with you and whatever, and she she's just She's like beside herself, basically, and you you later find out that like, um, Kirsten, Kirsten's father left her, and it reminds her of like abandonment, and she projects mm. that onto into a relationship, and you're like, oh, like mm. that that was the moment when the penny dropped for me, when you're like, oh shit, people experience things differently, and what's happened yeah. in their past sometimes will come and come out, but it doesn't mean it's about you. It, it just means that you have to either talk about what's happened yeah. or understand that that might come out at times and that's how you have to deal with it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's my book, man. Like, London, uh, back to you in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, can, I can go because I I, um, I recently read that book as well. That Kieran, brother, it took me like a week and a half Bro, to read it. You get so straight through it, innit, yeah? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I like that that bit you just referenced as well okay but to go back i've been i used to read on my ipad i remember there was a time yeah when i was on a absolute illegal downloading <laughs> screen and i downloaded so many books onto my ipad but i just realized it's not it's not the same mm. you don't get that same fulfillment of turning a page you don't have that same fulfillment yeah, of just trust. the smell of paper. oh you know that sounds geeky. yes bruv a new book smell the Bro. best fam and I've got this thing here where I don't I don't um fold pages when I've finished like reading for the day. I always remember the page number to like test myself in it. And oh. it's just little things like that that's like it keeps you sharp, it keeps your mind sharp so, in it so when you, you're reading. You don't empl- you don't employ use of a bookmark? No. Oh. Yeah. Let me tell you this. Not even a little tiny ribbon, nothing. Okay. No, no, no. That's amazing. I I really thought I had a great <laughs> memory in the last two years. Yeah. <laughs> life but continue 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 my learning friend. but um yeah like so i i like little stuff like that is an example of how i try to use reading and i just try to use it as something mm. to keep me sharp 
keep my mind active and inspired. And um, I've set myself a challenge of, of reading one book a month. Yeah, a day. <laughs> my time is off. Moving <laughs> <laughs> like KK on the robbery, boy. <laughs> Trust me, that, like... But that's what happens when you spend three years in Amsterdam Slammer, <laughs> isn't it? Bro? You're dumb, man. Fresh home, fresh home, fresh home. I'm fresh home, you, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trust me but no I've so um, yeah so I've done it I've read so far this year I've read three and a half nearly four books Um, and similar to UK just obviously stepped off of IG for a bit it's funny because my cousin um, do you remember Donna? yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. she messaged me she's like hey cuz like haven't seen you on IG for a bit like you okay blah 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 I just thought that was quite funny because if people don't see you on IG it's like mad like is, is man okay like (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, I'm calm, but um, I feel like that's given me just more space to take in like other things of inspiration. Yeah, trust, isn't it? trust. You know what I'm trying to say, and um, the book that I would say that has kind of stuck with you with me the most so far this year, after three and a half that I've read, is one called Talking uh, to Strangers. You keep talking about this, man. I really want to read this one. Yeah, by Malcolm Gladwell. Anyone who lists who's listening and has read a Malcolm Sick. Gladwell book, Sick. he's wavy, like. I think one of his most famous books is um, mm. Outliers, which is sick. I'm about to read it now. So dope. Like, just breaks down... It essentially breaks down highly successful people mm-hmm. and uses this methodology of the fact that in order to get hella successful, you have to put in a certain amount of hours mm-hmm. to achieve that success in it. Um, and it also case studies and breaks down how luck is a major part as well. And I think it talks about... Um, John Rockefeller, who was the richest man in history, I think he ha- at one point had an empire of $200 billion. Um, Back then. Yeah. Mad, innit? And it talks about, yeah, okay, like, he could have been as smart as he was, but if he wasn't in the right time at the right moment, then he wouldn't have been who he is because he, he became famous, or sorry, rich off of the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. yeah. You know? And um, it talks about uh, the Beatles as well and how they would, like, play gig after gig in these shitty bars and that was their practice that was their training day innit mm. and then it breaks down for example um, Bill Gates and how he used bro, at like 14, 15 he would go to the local college the university and code Run. and how all of those hours of coding in the summer times yeah. was kind of preparing him for this final mm-hmm. moment so sick. so that's that, that's one of Malcolm Gladwell's books which is fucking sick but the one that I'm talking about is um, Talking to Strangers it starts off by case study in a lady called Sandra Bland. Oh, yeah. Who was pulled over in the US. Oh, shit. Yeah. So this is a really famous um, situation, should I say, where this lady was pulled over in the US. Um, I want to say it's in Texas where she was pulled over. And she's new. She just got a job at the university. So she's coming out of the campus. She gets pulled over immediately by this cop. And it's just like an unnecessary back and forth because she feels like she shouldn't have been pulled over he feels like he's within his right. The situation essentially escalates. And then she, he, like, manhandles her, arrests her, and she's in a jail cell. Three days later, they find her dead in the jail cell. She committed suicide. Jesus, man. And it start, the book starts off talking about that, but then goes into the fact and breaks down how you don't know anything about these strangers in it. And it, it's so interesting. It just talks about how, like, we default to our truth when talking to strangers. Mm-hmm. Like, we default to our version of the world and how we see things. And we expect other people yeah. to see it that way as well. And that's obviously not how the world works. But I thought one of the interesting things is um, 
they, they talk about this situation of uh, coupling. So it's like how one moment mm. in isolation doesn't necessarily lead to a final outcome. And I'll give you an example. So a case studies, you know the Golden, uh, Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco? Yeah. They only put up, <clears throat> they only put up like guardrails in 2018. But before that, there were a high number of suicides there. Mm. So people would like pace up and down and then just think, fuck it, I'm going to jump. Yeah. And the local council and people were opposed to the government spending money to put up guardrails because they said, if people want to commit suicide, they're going to do it anyway. They're going to find another means. Or another location, yeah. Yeah, but... So what happened was, and I'm going to go back a little bit and get to the final conclusion, was um, a, a famous videographer or famous director put two cameras either side of the bridge for a whole year to case study, like... And almost like observe people committing suicide. I know it sounds very wow. morbid, but he was interested in it. And I think in that year, something like 23 people had committed yeah. suicide, right? And what you see is people like really thinking about it, like pacing up and down, up and down, up and down. And um, that sort of showed that like, actually, no, people are thinking about this. They, they don't just go to the bridge and then mm. jump, you know? It has to be this almost like enablement of the ease of it, but then the thought in the head. And so to get to the conclusion, once they put up the guardrails, they saw that the suicides had dropped off dramatically. Oh, you know? wow. So like overall suicide rates in the area dropped off dramatically because it's not just about one thing. It's, not, it's, it's about um, a combination of things. It's the fact that the person has this need or one in the head, but then is enabled yeah, to do yeah. that as well in the, in the easiest way possible. So I think, <clears throat> and even we could like, in a really strange way, we could link that to... For example, e-commerce, where the easier it is to buy something, the more tempted you're, or the more obliged you feel to buy it, mm -hmm. you know? So um, to go back to the whole conclusion of this book, I just thought it was sick because it just shows you not to judge people. It shows you not to, similar to yeah. what you just said, Kay, about the example of um, and Rabbi. the book, yeah. The Course of Love. You should never project your views onto other people and how you see the world because... And I think this is something you yeah. do really sick, Kieran. All of us, but Kieran, you like you've taught me this really well. Is that like everyone has a perspective yeah. in it, and you should always want to hear where that person mm -hmm. comes from in order to understand why they act yeah, in a certain yeah, way. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that book really taught me that. In, for example, the Sandra Bland um, uh, case study, both of them felt within their rights to argue, but what it led to was this woman unfortunately committing suicide but the cop was just doing what yeah. he'd been taught in it he'd just been like trying to get his tickets trying to like he had a quota to hit she was like she'd been pulled over multiple times and yeah. had a history of it unnecessarily as a black woman in america and so there was just this already there was this friction point that was caused was sandra bland killed and sorry she was oh, oh she, she committed suicide okay in okay, the jail okay, cell sorry Man. yeah 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 because yeah. of the and, harassment um yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. And she already had like a bit of a history of um, oh, uh, depression. Shit. And this moment like triggered it, yeah. took it over the edge. Yeah, so long story short, I'd really recommend it if you're someone who's interested in people, the way people think and have to deal with strangers yeah, wanna, on a daily basis. That. I want to read that. That's it. Yeah. It's really dope, man. So I'm going to hand over to SA. SA the God. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, no, I'll be, be quick. So I'm traditionally not a big time reader. So I prefer to watch like um, documentaries. Match magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I prefer to watch documentaries or I actually memories in it. There's a scream. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, bro. Sorry. Well, I read our, well, I read articles online, but um, I think from documentaries, what I like about that is just kind of like seeing the visuals and just like knowing like factual things about people. Mm. But when I do read, what I like about reading is that you have you miss that element of the visual aspect. So it actually trains up a different part of your imagination to kind of fill in the gap innately. Um, so like one. One book, uh, this uh, Bougie Boateng is going to tell me that it's not a book, but uh, I'm going to ride out. Wait, anyway. who's Bougie Boateng? But, uh, one... There can only be one Bougie Wait, who's one? that? Can only be one to my oh. right of me. Okay, uh, okay. The one book that I really like um, is called Damn Good Advice for People with Talent uh, by George Lois. Yeah. That sounds nice. It's nice, but it's not like a like a traditional, traditional kind of book, but it's just kind of like pointers and advice and tips and stuff. But what I like is just like the personality of the the guy, George Lewis, a bit of a controversial character, but he's very outspoken and very um, um, outgoing. So, like, he he's basically come up with this book, which is his answer to creativity, telling you the do's and don'ts, and it's pretty declarative, which is pretty interesting because when you think about creativity, it means different things to different people. Yeah. So you can't really be can't really say like this is the way to do it. But like, and you've always found that concept of creativity quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah, just how people things. People um, get the ideas or yeah. how things come to be just really interests me. Mm. And for him to be so declarative about, like, this is how he did, like, just automatically caught my attention because he don't normally uh, do that. But he's also been involved in quite a lot of controversies for, like, kind of stealing people's ideas or, oh, wow. or yeah, or even um, embellishing on his actual role within a campaign or piece of advertising. So it's, it's interesting to know the character. But, like, oh, I like to take just from people's characters, the good bits and things like that. But um, just his his take on creativity is just, like, yeah, it just, I'm trying to articulate it as the best way I can, but it just opened my mind to so many, like, different things. Like, the way he sees, like, uh, words and um, shapes and puts them together is just kind of unique. And he kind of breaks it down in this book and kind of, like, what his thought process is. And um, he has some controversial statements. So one was like, if you want to be creative, don't work in a group. You can't work in a democratic democratic environment. His point of view is that you kind of need to um, first own have the idea and you need to go and develop it. And only when you've developed the idea, that's when you bring the team involved. Because he said like, when you have a team from the outset trying to work on an idea, you tend to like cancel each other out or dilute certain things. So you actually just don't really get anywhere. So it's kind of like saying like you always need that one person to have the spark and allow that person to bring the idea to a point where it involves every involves people. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what yeah, you're saying. So I can see his point there, but that's kind of interesting because you're kind of taught differently. Yeah. Like if, if, mm. if you're in a company, you'll be taught, okay, cool, let's get everybody involved, let's brainstorm. And we've all been in those rooms where like, someone's on a different vibe to someone else and it's kind of like, it just jars. productive. Yeah, it just jars the yeah, whole yeah, thing yeah, and you yeah. end up trying to bend your idea in order to fit like this person's narrative when he's like, you know what, just go and do this by yourself. Um, when you've, to the point where you've given birth to the idea, that's when you go and bring in everybody yeah. uh, in the room. So just like different things that he was saying around that just makes you think about things uh, differently. And he was just like, his point of view is like, always go big with a big idea and he, and like never try and do something small, but mm. always go like really, really big. 
and and he said it's like a fine nuance between going too big. So he breaks it down, and it's all these different ways. That's interesting, man. You've got me. Yeah, you've yeah, got me really interesting. In yeah, he's just an interesting character. So, like, obviously, when you're reading the book, you need to do the background on the person you're reading as well. So, like, he has his flaws and things like that. But, like, his mentality and the way that he brings stuff to life, it really just makes you question the way you think about stuff. And I really like books mm. that do that because they leave a long-lasting impression. Um, and outside of his book, I like I like biographies. So I think... Um, uh, El Diego, Diego Maradona's biography, something that left an impression on me. Really? Just, yeah, just I've never read it, bro. Yeah, it's just a strange man. He's a strange man, but the way I, d- I he obviously didn't write, but the way it was written for him, like it just brings together like little sayings that he would put say, and just the most unique way that he would say them, and he's just getting into the mind of like this this genius and kind of like what was his day to day and what he was actually concerned about and his attitude to things that were happening in his life. I find that stuff like fascinating because I take like big inspiration uh, from these people. So like, mm. just like the little, the way he would um, describe football, like he wouldn't call it tiki taka, but you have another word for it. And then like just the mindset that he had to come up with that word, just like kind of blew me, blew me away. He's just way of thinking. It's just, I love it. And then um, that's the waviest thing in it. Like when you can really get into the, under the skin of how someone thinks. Yeah. And like see their vision of what the world yeah. is. For me, that's the most interesting thing, bro. Yeah. And then the last one mm. that I biography that I was interested in is like Jose Mourinho. He's just an interesting character. Yeah, he's a legend. Um, man. Oh man. Yeah, for real. Real. yeah. No, I'm just thinking like I heard I heard a student say um Maradona's name and we said Legend Mourinho, which is also I'm just saying Maradona's yeah, legend. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, but Jose as well, just the way... I hate Jose Mourinho, that's why I'm saying this. <laughs> <laughs> the way he thinks about the game as well, because if you look at it from afar, you can have a perception about him. But when you hear in his own words, and obviously he's a showman, so like you have to take a pinch of salt everything that he's saying. But when you say he's hear his point of view on how he's... You'll look at the same thing that he's done and you'll have an opinion on it. But when he breaks down, you end up thinking, oh, oh actually... It makes that, sense. Yeah, that is logical. Yeah. He's a brilliant man. Yeah, he really is. He really yeah, is. He's, he's so intelligent. It's just like all those instances where you feel like this is a madman, but mm-hmm. and then he'll break it down and, and you think, actually, that is logical. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wouldn't have done it, but it's actually logical. So those are 10 books that I tend to read. Well, and Can I just quickly touch on Jose, yeah? Because I was listening, you just spoke about his intelligence. I was listening to a pod this week that's about um, like dopamine and how people, like basically how you can almost trick your brain into like exciting yourself i know it sounds really weird um but do you guys remember that famous moment when jose Mourinho, after his first season of chelsea won the league and gave his winner's medal to someone in the crowd yeah yeah legacy moment bro legacy moment but in this pod and the guy is like a um, neuroscientist mm. he was saying for some people, it's not about the end result. It's about the process, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, mm. yeah. And so he said what a lot of people, like especially in tech in um, San Francisco, once they build a successful company, they like give massive amounts of money away to charity because it's not about the money. Mm. It's about like changing the world mm-hmm. or it's about doing the thing they set out to accomplish. And it, when, I, when I heard that, I was like immediately reminded of Jose Mourinho giving away the medal because mm. it was like, it wasn't about the end result. Yeah. He knows he's won it. He knows he's yeah. won it. And it's about like, okay, on to the next sort of yeah. thing. Like, yeah. how am I going to continue my That's legacy? Sick. And I just think... That's sick. This, I heard, I was like, this man is a flipping genius, mm. bro. Like, he knew what he was doing. Well, sorry, I, I, no, I cut no, you off. but like, that's a good example. But what I like about him is that before he goes into something, he's already calculated 
the different ways it can end yeah. and what he's going to do. So before that match, he's already got into that match thinking, okay, cool, when I win this, this is kind of like what I'm going to do because I want to make a statement that it's not about the trophy because you get people that will start looking and fixating on the medal mm. and it's like, it's not about that. No, on to the next one. And that says, and like throughout his career, he's just sending messages <laughs> like to people and just, very innovative way loves the game, is going bro. to really like permeate like even his Porto team how he constructed that team when he explained how he constructed that team and what was going I was just like that's fucking genius like uh, he was just like it was a team that no one was in love with so his first one was to scout the local areas so that they could see uh, people from their local area making it playing for the shirt because he knew they were going to try extra hard the, for the lower leagues and yeah, stuff yeah, 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 yeah yeah exactly so when you think about that that's just like madness yeah. to even like think have so much forethought into how you're going to build not just a team but a team that's going to have a connection with the fans that's going to like all these knock-on effects nuances are crazy stuff um and then the last thing i want to say is for those that are not really like avid book readers like myself i'll categorize myself i think the best way to get involved is just those short smaller books that you're really really interested start with those because like yeah. you just and build your and build your way up so like i'm starting with a series of like smaller smaller books i'm not yet ready to read like the big ones because i just know like the way my mind works i find it difficult to stay in one place and have that peace and quiet time i like chaos that's what i thrive off like yeah. chaotic same i'm a me- i'm a messy person so like i'd reading a book for me is very like organized and very like calm and chill and that's just not my personality so i take those little moments and that's when I suddenly like randomly I'll just get the urge to read something and it will spark me to read I might even finish yeah. that book I might get the information halfway and it might inspire me to go online and research something else yeah, and then yeah, I'll go yeah. in different so yeah. that's the way my mind works nice. and that's okay so like um, just, just to, to circle back on that medal thing it reminded me of um, when there's a famous story of Ali who threw his gold medal into the river yeah but it wasn't because it wasn't because of he like it wasn't because he enjoyed the process it was more because of racial segregation back in louisiana Mm -hmm. but you still can't take that gold medal away from someone so i feel like sometimes trophies are great to win but they're just trophies at the end of the day in it in actual fact Mm -hmm. is the hard work it's the process it's the thing that you've gone into it and the fact that you've won it that counts it doesn't matter that you have this gold shiny thing Anyway, so yeah, it was just something that triggered my mind as well. Yeah. Now, Kwame, your time, bro. Um, Kwame's about to go off right now, no, bro. I can feel it. It's funny, Stephen. You mentioned small books, and I have this one here. Kieran, I can show you this. What's it called? And um, but because ah, I'm planning oh, to read two. Yeah, I'm planning to read two. Books. So, Kwame, for our listeners who haven't yet got yes, the visuals, <laughs> could you please describe the color, Excellent. The size, it's and everything? A mint green small um, book um, by the publishing house Penguin Modern. It's by George Orwell, and it's called Notes on Nationalism. It literally looks like a notepad. Yeah. yeah. It's only, oh, wow, it's only like 52 pages. And I think, Stephen, you made a great point. Some people sometimes, when they think of a book, they think of something as epic as like the Quran or the yeah, Bible. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't have yeah. to be 2,000 or 2,000 pages. So this is a small book because I, I do think it's important to mix and match. I spoke last month, I think, about, I was reading a sports book and a book about um, drive and whatnot. And not, not even drive, about like about about society, about Malcolm Gladwell, but um, um and that was called that was called the tipping point. Yes. And um I've wanted to read this for a while because it's a small book. It's another book by George Orwell. And um I really think these things are interesting because he he would have wrote on this like decades ago on the concept of like nationalism. Mm. But I don't want to say timeless, but these things are always around, right? Mm. So Cyclical. in 2021, there's going to be some things that he said eons ago that will still that will still like ring true today, and that fascinates me. 
you know, we have a this swell of like right wing populism in a lot of countries, especially, you know, we are living proof of that by a country that we call home, the vote for Brexit, right? All that kind of stuff. So I'm interested in that. And then I'm also um, going to read a book that Kieran referred to the genre, and that is um, dystopian, t- dystopian title, um, A Clockwork Orange. Ah, okay. And that's mainly because too, too many times it's defeated me. <laughs> like, you know, when you read a book, you're like, this is not, it. like, I don't vibe with this yeah, book. Yeah, I yeah, don't. yeah, yeah. But at the same that's time, happened to me with a couple stuff. At the same time, it's like a, 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 a literature classic, and. Um, it's and just, just because it doesn't grab me, it's like I was talking about the wire earlier. Or if I watch something for twenty minutes or listen to thirty seconds of a song, it's not the whole song, mm. and mm. that's not the whole film. Bruv, can I ask? Can I ask a really like important question? Why you say that? Yeah, Malcolm and Marie. I watched Ooh. it. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes or no? Uh, yes, I'm I'm, I'm I'm here for it. But there's there's parts of that there's parts of that film that I think were exaggerated and overdone and over the top. However. You, you, you have to remember your voice you have to remember like we don't know what goes on behind the closed doors of a relationship in it and th- that could happen no bro i i get okay, it okay, but okay. for what kwami's saying for example oh. bro it's two cast it's a two-person cast yeah. it's just those two people i got in i was 35 minutes in and they were only in the like in the house yeah. it's in black and white it's really beautifully shot i have to say but for someone who like wants like you said a little bit of chaos like bruv just show me go to the shops and argue or something it, innit? Like, it was it was the dialogue for me man it was a dialogue oh, bro it was just too much man <laughs> oh, sorry i cut you off no, um so yeah so i'm gonna i've been struggling not struggling but it's like i was reading a lot about 1984 mm. ah. and then um so and then after 1984 which i struggled with at first but i think in the end i i, I, I enjoyed it then i was like oh look what orange let me see what this is about and i was like oh another dystopian tale where they use a different language. I'm trying to get into this mentality of overthrowing the system. And um, and I also think it will compel me to also finally watch the the film by Stanley Kubrick, which I've heard lots about. So I'm going to read The Clockwork Orange and then watch the film and I'll let you know where I'm at. And um, yeah, basically that's just it. Like, I, I, I love literature. It defines... You love words, brother. Yeah. I've never met someone in my life that loves words <laughs> more you. than Kwame. Trust me, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah and I, I think... After your big revelation today, the audience knows what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, my, my secret, right? No, but like, I want to see it. And it, I think even, you, you mentioned it before, yeah, if you were like, um, the, the the little things in life or the miniature things, that sometimes I'll I, I watch... Are the waviest. Yeah, like, at, at the moment, I'm in love with um, John Oliver last week tonight, right? So John Oliver is this English um, host, or journalist that presents, a, he lives in America now, it's on uh, Comedy Central, I believe, or maybe HBO, and he presents a topical take on the world, and he, f- f- he focuses every week on a different agenda. So sometimes it's like coronavirus, sometimes it's about like voting laws or a certain media network in America, and quite a lot of it's serious, and it's like, it's obviously left-wing, left-leaning, mm. but sometimes, like, the words he uses, and like, he was basically talking about coronavirus and how that it came because... Bats don't go around humans. Humans don't go around bats. So people yeah. think you have to kill bats to omit um, uh, coronavirus. But bats are an important part of the ecosystem. And he's yeah. like, humans a lot of times go into bat caves. And he's also like, also, they're, they're very important. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not too sure you know how, how cute, cute bats are. <laughs> and he showed a clip of a bat trying to eat an apple. He's like, it was like, look at this little goober <laughs> trying to scarf down a... Gra-. I'm like, scarf? <laughs> 
Bro, yeah. that's yeah. genius, yeah. bro. You understand? Yeah. I just like if, if if he said eight or trying to like uh, obliterate, it's not the same. You understand? I, I never heard about being called a giver before, but no. Um, so I'm trying to change it up because I'm still trying to read two books a month. I also enjoyed the Malcolm Gladwell Tipping Point, and I will read Outliers at some point. I need to read Tipping Point. That's really really good. Yeah, and um. Yeah, I just love text, and text is also linked to film. And everyone has it in the Elvis. That's why. That's why it's all creativity, it. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Last, last thing. Um, I read a lot of books a couple of years ago, like these kind of short guides or tips on how to tap into your creativity. One, one book I forgot the title, but it's like how to tap into an inner rock star. And the author mm. is like, everyone has an inner Elvis. Mm. You should tap into it. Huh? Why not Jimi Hendrix? Yeah, that's what he said. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I didn't write the book. <laughs> and then um and then when I read it at the time though, I ne- I was I didn't feel creative. So I would love to read it now. Now, because you're in a when, different space. I'm just like, Yo. Yeah. I feel like I'm yes, I'm we all are, you understand, isn't yeah. it? So yeah, yeah, I also yeah, think yeah. sometimes it's it's um time. it's good to revisit things. Yeah. Um so I look forward to that and just yeah, world, yeah. world book day and just yeah, let's read a bit more. Trust and like Stephen, you made a sick point, yeah, around like people not necessarily being a, like being intimidated, let's say, mm. by reading, right? And I think um in this time we've kind of come back full circle because in this day and age, when there's so much shit happening in the real world, let's say, reading a book is a great way of escapism, yep. great form of escapism, and I think that's something we all need right now. Yeah, um, yeah. You can like that phrase "get lost in a book" is a real phrase, isn't it? Like, so it's a real thing. Facts, it can man, be seven twenty p.m. on a Tuesday after a Tuesday evening. Next thing you look at the time, it's like ten nineteen, bruv. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like it's really yeah, easy to yeah, get lost for in real, a book, for real. and it's just about finding that right one, man. Because I feel as though, um, yeah, like books can be quite tedious. There's certain connotations with reading books, but if you find that right book, it kind of starts you off. On reading, and then you just want to read another and another and another. You've got, you got, you got to find your your own vibe. Uh, that works. Yes, yes, you've got to find yes, your own yes. vibe. So like, where, where you're comfortable, where you're in that zone, whatever that is, and then like, yeah, just just try. Like, I think like yesterday, I had the lights going in it. I had the, <laughs> had the, had the spotlights going. In my <laughs> this guy's house looks like a Travis Jeez. Scott concert, brother. <laughs> had the lights going. Come on, I was really comfy. I put my phone was away, nice. and um, yeah, it's just just me alone in the room. And it came at a point where I needed a break. Nice. So that that was key because normally I'm I have quite a lot of energy, but like I came at a point where I needed a break, and I was just like, okay, cool, this is gonna be my break. And then mm. I ended up reading way more than I ex- ever expected to, or even Imagine. desired to at the start. So yeah, get lost in those books, kids. Stay in school. <laughs> oh man, crack is work. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> say no to drugs Say no to drugs Um, Boys, it's been fucking sick Yes sir Having this first conversation across two uh, Time zones Countries Time zones Um, And I guess this is the format that will be taking forth And taking place as we move forward mm-hmm. But um, I'm just glad that we were able to do it And um, yeah Shout out to you man <laughs> Shout out to you man bro uh, But I'm gonna close this one off You've been listening to the Out of Home podcast with your boys. I want to cry, bro. <laughs> Kieran, Yaf, Stephen, and Kwame. Go read your books, man. <laughs> <laughs> Big ups. <laughs> Big up yourselves, man. Yeah. You London boys you are crazy. Boys are crazy. Come, on, come on, come on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.